What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Guys, I'm so excited, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've said that in every episode prior to this one. But, but it, it truly is a, a legit and genuine excitement because you know when, when you meet someone that you haven't even known for very long, but just you just connect. You just go, are we bros? Like, have we been brothers our whole lives? And we, it just took us too, a long time to meet. But guys, my guest today, it, I feel like that about him. He, he is a, a kick butt lender. He is an even better leader. He is an incredible husband, father, Jeep enthusiast. Like this guy, he does it all. He's got the cool nickname. I am with the mortgage smith, John Smith. John, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. What is happening, Kyle? That's quite an introduction. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Dude, I'm just so excited to talk to you because you, you are you are incredibly open and honest. And, and the way you do your content, and, I, and I'm excited to pour into that. But I'm even more excited because for any of our listeners that have, have been around the, the real estate and mortgage industry for a while, when, when, the, the, when the numbers 2008 and 2009 are referenced, they instantly know what that means, right? Like their butt might even like tense up a little bit sure. because they remember what, what those days were like. And so... I want to set the stage for you to jump into this episode because you were you were in lending at the time and and 0809 happened. Yep. And and like many, your family was decimated financially through that that season of life. And so you picked up your family, moved to a completely different part of the country and started over. And it's unbelievable to believe that you are where you are where when you started completely from scratch. So talk to us about this transition happened. You moved to, is it North Carolina, correct? Yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. And so you're moving to a new city to, to start over, to stay inside of the mortgage space. What was your first thought of, man, what do I do to create influence for myself in a place where I have none? <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. And yeah, you're right. It's 2008. And I, and I always say, Kyle, you know, when people think like, oh, you moved from Michigan 800 miles away to Charlotte, North Carolina, you must have known someone. And I say, man, we know we knew so few people. We didn't even know a stranger. Even a stranger was a stranger. I mean, <laughs> there was no support, no family, yeah. no nothing. And so the first thing that I really uh, I mean, I came down here to Charlotte and um, it was video. So I was like, I got to do video. Um, and that was, you know, 2009. So kind of the first bubbling of, 
of social media and wow. Facebook. I was quick to embrace it. Now, of course, it's like <laughs> standard or regular, but I was quick to embrace it. And video, I said, I'm going to pour into video. So video was a big, big jumping off part that, that I, I had to go, you know, go up in authority. I also wrapped my Jeep. I had a Jeep. I've always drove Jeeps. So I wrapped my Jeep, you know, like a, a vehicle wrap, wrap yep. my Jeep. And because uh, when I pulled up in front of a real estate office or in front of a builder, you know, there was no question this guy was in it. You know, he's got his vehicle wrapped about mortgages, but video, doing video and video content. I was doing a weekly show, Charlotte Real Estate Buzz, every single week, pouring out video and, and honestly just spamming it out. So, I see, I love it. I, lo I love that you said spamming it out. <laughs> uh, because I think we're, we're all quick. I'm super guilty of this, of like telling people what they shouldn't do. But then I need to remind them that like, but I used to do it too, right? Like I, it's not that I'm perfect and that I've figured this out. Like I look back, you know, Facebook stories or not Facebook stories, but memories every morning. Like when Facebook goes, Hey, you want to see how big of an idiot you used to be? Like, that's how I look at store at, at the memories. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched all the ways I did it all wrong. Yeah. And so guys, listeners, there's hope for you. Because he's admitting right now, he was spamming it out. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes that's all we've got. And so, John, what, like, what, what did that, what did that content look like? Like, what, what, what were you covering? You know, how are you trying to to make it relevant to the listener? How, how'd you come to the the content you came to? Well, as you said, you know, it's a learning process. So I just knew I wanted to be poor in the video. And so, of course, in the beginning. You're trying to figure it out like anything we learn. I mean, I don't care if you're you know, uh, trying to learn how to run a race or a marathon, anything. We got to start some points. So the first videos, I just I just went for it. And that's always been a strength of mine, Kyle. I'll probably yeah. come up with a couple stuff. A strength of mine is either I'm just too, too dumb to realize to stop or I'm too <laughs> stubborn. I, I don't know. But I just, I just poured into it. But, of course, my earlier videos where – uh, you know, had a shirt and tie on and had my, you know, stack of papers and, uh, you know, uh, sitting very properly in front of the camera and giving um, some, uh, a little mix of real estate and mortgage information. Cause at least I had the foresight a little bit heard from somebody like real estate agents, they don't want to hear about mortgage stuff. So mix in a, a, a what some mortgage information with, the, with real estate. So I was quick to adopt that, but it was still a very, you know, uh, um, almost newscaster kind of approach. But after a few videos, four or five videos, I quickly kind of abandoned that and tried to find my own voice as quickly as possible. Well, and so, what, but what you did that was great was you actually made the content about them. You didn't just push your content on them. Right. Which yeah. is what most people do in our space, right? Which is we just shove what we think is best as opposed to going, but wait a minute, like, what do you actually want? What do you need? And then the brilliance of what you did was, I, I don't, I don't know where I heard this, but, but I heard somebody say one time that you can't change what you don't start. And so you started and then you just said, man, like five episodes in, I quickly kind of shifted to being like more myself, more me. And I don't know that that shift would have happened if it wouldn't have been for you actually starting. Well, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Like I said, I thought in my head it had to look and sound a certain way. 
But after I said four or five or six videos, I was watching my own video and thought, this isn't how I, I mean, this isn't appealing, isn't appealing to me. And even then YouTube and the draw and interest of YouTube was relatively younger as well too. So luckily, like you said, somebody before I even started just said, real estate agents don't want to hear mortgage content. Yeah. Or they do, it better be just lightning fantastic, or you better have a personality that's insane. So focus on uh, real estate content. And like I said, then you got to start and you do it. But very quickly, I was like, I don't want that kind of reporter style and giving interest rates and what's going on in the market. And I abandoned that pretty quickly and just focused 80% of, of real estate content, what they needed for their business, what they need for their clients. And then I would touch a little bit on mortgages just to remind them I'm a loan officer. I love it. And so how are you identifying like what real estate content they wanted? Were, was there a source that you used? Were you just asking good questions as you were meeting with realtors? Like, how did you tap into their needs? Good question. Um, good question. This is a group called actually at the time, Think Big, Work Small. Okay. <laughs> um, they're now called the, oh gosh, I haven't <laughs> listened to their content in a while. Frank and Brian, uh, Frank Gray and Brian Stevens. So shout out to them. Um, shout out. <laughs> uh, think big, work small. Now they're like, I think they call themselves the real estate posts, something. Oh they, yeah. I see their stuff. Yeah. 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 National yeah. real estate post. So, I mean, that was, I was connected with them 10 years ago when we we're just some guys in a room, you know, they were like really just starting up and, and gave me some good advice. So my point is I watched their content and I saw what they were doing, even though they were speaking to the mortgage world and they presented that content but they did it in a highly entertaining way. And they really kind of, for me, I think they might even said it and I grabbed onto it of edutainment. Okay. Oh, we got to educate that. and we got to entertain. So it's edutainment. So that was always a driving force of like edutainment. And then it drew, naturally drew out my more authentic self. So you're a big mindset guy. Yeah. And, and I want to dig into mindset before we, we end the show in a little bit, but in those early days, what what self-limiting beliefs do you feel like you had to overcome the most regularly when when you were trying to create something out of nothing? Good, good question. Like I said, my strength, and I knew it probably come up again. That is that is one of my strengths, Kyle. That as I said, I just I'm either not smart enough to, to, to stop or just too stubborn to stop. Um, but fear and failure doesn't really it just, just, it, it's certainly on my radar, certainly my radar, but um, I like the non-conventional. I like race to it. I'll jump out of an airplane. I'll do a very non-conventional. I'm drawn or attracted to that. So um, to your question of, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Well, don't so know. it sounds like, it sounds like you and I are similar in that we act before we think. <laughs> right. yeah. And I really, because I tell people that too, I just think I'm dumb enough to either think it's going to work or not think about the consequences if it doesn't and just do it anyway. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't like us, right? They're analytical, right? They're, or, or we'll just say it like this. They're just smarter than we are. <laughs> right. And and so speak to like, cause you coach, you coach lenders as well. Yeah. And, and you have a huge Facebook group where you kind of do coaching in, in that capacity for, for realtors all over y'all state yep. and area Talk to the analyzer 
talk to the person that is the overthinker that that's going to think about every potential pitfall before they ever do anything. How do you help them not necessarily be all the way like us? Cause they never will be. Right. But how do you, how do you help them to be more okay with jumping into the unknown? Well, you kind of said it a, a little bit earlier, uh, Kyle. I mean, you got to start. Okay. And I know that sounds cliche, but you got to start. So I always like to keep in my mind is I like to set my goals big. And even that can be cliche as well, too, of, you know, set your goals big. You know, you hear that all. But what I really approach it is, and, and that, that is vice for, you know, pouring into video or pouring into marketing or going, like, set your goals big, set your goals so big that you know, you're going to fail them. You know, you're going to fail. And then it's okay because yeah. I'm a firm believer. And that's why I don't mind like running into the fire is there's more growth and there's more success in the failure than me just meeting my goal. You know, nobody's going to give me a award of like, nobody gives anybody an, an award for uh, let's bring up John. You know, he met his goal. You know, he met his regular goal. Let's bring him on up. Yeah. Nobody ever wins that award. Okay. What they do is they, that you will win more awards. And that is personal internally is when you set your goals big, bigger than you think, and you fall short of them. And that failure will propel you into success and failures will teach you more. So it will get you that end result faster. So I don't mind. I kind of now have that mentality, Kyle, and I don't mind running into the fire. I don't mind, you know, jumping into the pool, which is a good example. Cause at one point, I had a real estate agent that's doing triathlons and he said, Hey man, you should do triathlons too. And as a swimmer, we all kind of like swim, you know, <laughs> do some swimming in the pool. We think we can swim. Dude, if you've never been a person that like actively swam, try to swim 50 yards, the, at that side of the pool and back, no touch, you know, just freestyle, you will be gassed. And my point is, even though I wasn't a runner and I'm not tall and lanky, I'm short, you know, <laughs> it's not my thing. But yet, man, within two weeks, I bought a bike. I started running. And every Tuesday and Thursday morning, I showed up and I swear the real estate agent that invited me was like, this guy's not never going to show up. And I kept showing up. And even though I was a terrible swimmer and I was gassed, doggone it, Kyle, I kept showing up over and over and over. And even I kept thinking, man, I'm not good at this. What am I doing? I'm struggling and I'm looking kind of foolish. <laughs> but what happened is I continued to show up over and over. And it took me about a year to swim. Wow. And what that was interesting is it illustrated to me because it wasn't intentional, like in terms of a mindset, what it really illustrated and proved to me is that that is my personality and my DNA to set some goals, to grab them higher than I might think I can obtain. And by the way, I've done uh, plenty of uh, sprint and Olympic distance um, uh, triathlons and even a half, uh, half man, uh, half iron uh, uh, distance is just doing things I didn't think you could do and setting your goals bigger. And when I did fail, it was a matter of I learned something and I was getting closer to my goals. Now, I know it's kind of a longer question, maybe a little convoluted, but I want people to absolutely embrace the idea of don't be afraid to set goals bigger than you think. You think so you, this is your limit. You think this yeah. is your limit. And that is not true. I promise it without even knowing whoever's listening to this. I promise that is not more. Do not have that fear. Do not let those limiting beliefs get in your way. Have a fear bigger than that. And, and if you fall short, 
you will have bigger lessons and you will have more growth and you'll get to your end result faster than if you would have just had regular goals. Come on. Met. Dude, no, I love it. Uh, where I, it reminds me of a book, like where I'm going through, um, it's called Seven Levels of Communication. Uh, incredible, incredible real estate book and, and will be applicable to, the, to lenders as well. And he talks about in chapter two, we literally talked about it yesterday with my team, that high achievers, which you are, <laughs> fail higher right. and faster than most people. Right on. Which is exactly what you just said. Yep. Right. You set goals so incredibly high that even when you failed, you surpassed where most people would have said, you know what? I'm just going to start swimming 100 yards a day. Right. Like, I'm just going to take it slow. I'm just going to dip my toes in the water. Or you're like, no, nah, screw this, man. I'm going a, I'm to a train for a half Ironman. <laughs> right. Right. Like, wait, what? You. You don't even own a bike yet. No, yeah, I know. I like. I'll figure that part out. Like, I'll get. We'll get. We'll, we'll get there. Right. You know? And it's just powerful, man. And and I think most people, I think their mindsets they they're so insecure that failure crushes them. Yeah. So they only set goals they know they can achieve. Therefore, they're not truly tested, and and they never truly are stretched to where they're capable of of being stretched to. And those are the boundaries that you just crush every single day. And now I just hit my pop filter for like the third time of our, <laughs> of our podcast. Fired up. Holy hey, cow, Kyle. this thing. Hey, Kyle, I want to absolutely, though, mention to, to anybody this. I am no different than anybody watching or listening to this. I no promise. I've had struggles. I've yep. had, had fears. And I still, to this day, have struggles and fears. Anxiety. Uh, darkness, like we touched on 2008, 2009, man, what a kick in the face. You know, there yeah. was dark times. I yeah. don't want to belabor that point, but dark times that I thought I, could, I couldn't accomplish getting out of bed, man. Yeah. So I don't want anybody here to think like, oh, this guy's had this or had that benefit. Like I said, we showed up in a new town. We didn't know a soul. And I knew I had to do something different. Um, at that time, I have two boys with special needs. Mom needed to be home to take care of that. So the pressure was on to, to do something different, accomplish something quickly. So that was kind of at that time my motivating force. But since then, to come out of that, and when you're in financial pain, that causes marital stress, man. And so to have the wife, the loving wife and the relationship that I have with my wife and my family today and, and knowing what's important, my point is, and going through some fires, you jump through enough fires, guess what? You don't feel that heat as much. Now, I Come still on. feel the heat, but you don't feel it as much. And, you know, also, too, now, I've had during those pains and jumping through those fires, I have come out better almost every single time. So now I can't wait to, fi to find the flames. I can't. And, and I, I would add to what you said that it may not even be that you feel it less, but you fear it less. Yeah. That's because you felt the heat and you yeah. went, oh, I could take this, right? Because Excellent. I don't think like, I don't ever feel like I become immune to fear, to self-limiting beliefs. Holy. I just have realized and, and experienced the, the bitter end of those and gone, hmm, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's go a little bit further. Yep. And, and so let do this. So I, I knew that, that our, that our episode would be incredible. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so it's, it's living up to, to the expectation that I had for it. 
and, and I want to dig into the current now. Okay. Because you, you do something that I love and I love it for a million reasons. Jeeping and teaching. Jeeping and teaching. Because you're a Jeep guy. I am a Jeep guy. And you're an educator, right? You love educating. I love teaching. And you know what? The biggest excuse you hear and I hear from people is, man, how do you, I just don't have time to do video. <laughs> I don't have time to, to pour into social media. And you went, well, screw that self-limiting belief. Right. Right. I'm in my car every day. Yep. Every and dude, day. your videos, they bounce around some because you're in a, you're in a Jeep, yep. right? Yep. And, and so they're not perfect. Nope. But nope. dude, talk to us about like, when did you choose to do that? What, what led you to make that decision? And, and what benefits do you feel like have come from it? Um, well, about a year, I guess it's probably a year and a half ago, I started, I didn't know it was jeeping and teaching at that, that time. And I didn't call it jeeping and teaching, but I started shooting that video for the fact of um, it was more off the cuff. Like yeah. I said, you're sitting in front of a camera and that light's on and you're staring at it. It seems like it had to be more prepared. Um, yeah. There had to be some more, you know, kind of like your bullet points of your script. So what that did is it removed that. I just now think of an idea. I kind of bullet point two because the third one I won't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I bullet point three, but that third one I always forget. I love it. So I always exceed my goal by saying three, but then I always forget and I just do two. But I just do two or three thoughts on my mind real quick. And then it now removes the, um, it, it just removes that whole, like a lot of times people, you know, you turn on the camera, the light comes on and you go, uh, um, uh, oh, uh, hey, everybody. It, it, <laughs> and it, now it removes that. Why? Because I'm just talking. Right. I'm just talking now. And I'm very conscious if people watch my video, they'll see. I am watching the road, watching the road. I'm doing no different than if a person was singing to the music on the car. My eyes are on the road. I'm not even hardly looking at the camera. Right. I'm barely. Yeah, it's, it would be no different than if if I flew to North Carolina, and you were showing me the city. Yep. And we're having a conversation in your car. Yep. You're not staring at me in your passenger seat. You're right. you're looking at the road, but still having a conversation. I'm glad you. And said it feels that. just like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's just just been doing it for about a year or a little over a year. And then I got recognized, somebody kind of like, like some reach out to me, wanted to interview me. And I got showed up at an event, like a networking event. And they were showing some loan officers that were doing some cool stuff. And all of a sudden my picture popped up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were like, this guy, John Smith, they think he's here. Is Evie John, you know, you do this thing in your car. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And people are, are recognized across Because I was like in Vegas or something at a convention when, when I popped up on the big wow. screen. <laughs> that was kind of cool. And then- you know, I continued to do it, but what I knew I had to do, and I just did that recently in the last about five weeks, is I said consistency because people were seeing it and it was fun. It was more novel. And I said, I got to take it from just novel to really being a voice and a voice because my voice can't be heard, even if people aren't watching. And the, and the truth is, it's a it's a four to six minute video and nobody's watching four to six minutes, I get yeah. But the consistency of it is more important. Even if they see 20 to 30 seconds every day, that's going to be beat a five or a six minute video once a week or cool. once every other. So consistency to me became more valuable. And so now I do it Monday through Friday. I mean, I, I just do it. So I get up you, in the morning. 
<laughs> yeah. I get up you know, morning, go to the gym, work out, feed my, feed my body, feed my mind. I listen to podcasts instead of music and podcasts. And that's where it stemmed a lot of my ideas. My brain's yeah. going, I've got my coffee drinking. I go home, pick up my son, take him to school. And as soon as I drop him off at school, boom, there's a stretch of road that's kind of more rural and not as busy. And that's where I hit it. Come on. Dude, and here's what I love about what you said is you, you, you admitted people probably aren't watching my whole video. Nope. But I don't care. I don't, I don't even need them to. Nope. And it just, it's, it blows my mind how so many people that, that I teach classes in front of at some point they're going to ask, but what's the perfect length? How long should I be doing video? And then I can throw out any number. And, and then their next question is like, but who's going to really watch it that whole time? Like they can't even get past the fact of who gives a crap gives a if crap. somebody watches the whole thing. Dude, the average, uh, a buddy of mine just told me this a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know the, the, this number. The average Facebook video across the entire platform is watched for a minute and 15 seconds. Even that's long. <laughs> that's including, right? That's obviously including like the best of the best yeah. that are getting consumed for a long time, making up for the ones that are like three seconds in. And it's like, bloop, nope, next one. Right. And so guys, it's not about the finish. It's about the show up. Absolutely. Right? I just need, because you, you need, I need, the listeners need, like our people know what we do for a living. I just don't know when you're going to be in so much pain and, and the ailment, the, the fix for that is what I offer that I need to just show up and, and you're going to be scrolling and you're going to go, oh shoot, I almost forgot to call Kyle. You didn't even watch it. You just saw it in your feed and it spurred your, your mind to reach out. And bro, people just don't understand that this is really what we're fighting on social media. Right. <laughs> is is just being a being you know having awareness with people not that people think wow john smith he is the most eloquent brilliant unbelievable mortgage mind there has ever been on planet earth right it'd be cool if people said that <laughs> it would be cool <laughs> but we don't need them to no no and and so dude I, I mean i just i just appreciate that so much uh your you know your willingness to say that because it, it is, it's a huge self-limiting belief that people impose on themselves yep. um, among a ton of others. And so talk to the, the listener that in spite of all your brilliance that you've shared on this episode, they're still going to go, but John, you just, you don't understand. I have it worse. I have a situation that no one's ever overcome, that no one's ever, you know, beat the odds. What, what's your advice to the person that's just still playing it safe on the outside looking in? What, what, what are you going to say to that person? Well, safety and playing it safe has never won any awards. Playing it safe and safety has never, you know, given me leadership opportunities. Playing it safe has never attracted and drawn people like you, Kyle, contacting me say, hey, John, I want to be, you know, I'd love to interview on, on my podcast. Um, so those are those are terribly leading, uh, mis, um, uh, limiting beliefs. Like you yeah. said, it almost breaks my heart that whenever I do hear those things, um, just, you know, the, those limiting beliefs, um, I know they exist. I've had them. I, 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 I wrestle with them every day, 
But you know what? When you're like we use the, the analogy or metaphor with the flames, you know, when you're wrestling with a bear every day, pretty soon you're showing up and you're like, hey, Yogi, how you doing, bud? Yeah. You know, he doesn't he's not so vicious and gnarly and, 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 yeah. and going to eat you alive anymore. Now it's like, let's do this. You know, let's wrestle. Let's go for it. So uh, what what is a force, though, Kyle, that really motivates me and energizes me is the neat my my belief is i have to be authentic and genuine i have to be authentic and genuine i don't i have no interest to put on airs or 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 be anything less than as transparent as i comfortably can because i get it there's stuff i don't want to share in my life still every every aspect of there's still fear associated with that but i want to absolutely be as authentic and genuine as i possibly can so it excites me. You know, that's excites me when I do the video is what I'm putting on is my is my real authentic voice. I get ideas from other people like you, Kyle, or I might listen to a podcast with Gary V or Andrew Pacella or I mean, the list goes on on Tony Robbins or anything or a book. I book I read and I get ideas. Heck, I, I, I was watching um, Michael Jordan's uh, The Last Dance even this so weekend. Again, so, so good. good. I was watching it again and, and, it, and it stimulated ideas. So you know, yeah, limiting beliefs, man, they, they, they can be, they can be a challenge, but you got to start, man. And I know so, you give, give great advice on that. So an- answer me this, and I've never asked anybody this question on the show, so no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you talked about, you know, you, you've got to be your true authentic self. Yep. And, and again, right. Like that's not rocket science advice. We've heard that a million times. Right. What happens when somebody goes, John, you're right. And they, they do put themselves out there as themselves in total transparency. Right. And they don't get the feedback that they had hoped for. Right. What then? I promise you, you will get rejection. I promise you, you will get rejection by being your authentic self. I don't know how to sugarcoat it any better except for this. The reward at the end is you will attract people. I promise this too. It's not something like, oh, I don't have what John's got. I don't got what Kyle's got. Man, I got nothing special. Two children, like I said, special needs, wonderful. I mean, it, it, it just, you know, there's no advantage necessarily I have. But um, when I started putting that out there of going, I want to attract the people that I want to work with. Really, I was getting burned out and I wanted to have a better voice. I love to teach. I love to put out there. And I started saying that I got to be real to me. I absolutely lost business, kind of got more critics um, and, you know, got some rejection. Like, who do you think you are? You know, every day go out there and talking about mindset and growth. I mean, you know, Gary V. I mean, you know, Tony. Oh, come on, John. Who do you think you are? But I have absolutely then got rewarded with uh, acknowledgments and people reaching out to me because I have done that. And I know that is going to attract the people that I want to be connected with. That is going to attract more people. And if I keep staying, saying, staying, I don't want to be cliche, like saying staying positive, but I know if I stay in the mindset of going, being genuine and authentic with all my faults and all my issues, then the people that aren't interested in that, and there will be those people. Yeah. I'm okay with, I'm okay. And I, I love absolutely it. attract the more genuine, authentic people that want to connect with me, which yes. in the end is what I want to build my business on. Yep. I don't know if that was 
I hope you, I can say that accurately, but I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm the authority of anything. Like I'm, I get to grade you on how brilliant I thought that that was, but if my opinion matters, I thought you, I thought you crushed that, <laughs> that I, I think you nailed it right on the head. And, and so I want to, I want to tie a pretty bow on this episode with, with this question. So you, you, you and I are, are both huge into video and that's such a huge piece of, of, of this podcast, helping people get into that aspect of business. What, what is your favorite? If, if you're choosing between doing pre-recorded video or live video, what's your favorite and why? Live. <laughs> I was going to interrupt live. So fast. Why? Yeah, so fast. Not even a question. Um, live, I think uh, I love the ums, the ahs. I love the authenticity. I love the genuineness of it. If you do it pre-recorded, that is stripped away. I'm not saying it's completely gone, and I'm not saying you can't convey that still that same message and that feeling. Yeah. But live is more real. Uh, I, I feel more accomplished with a with a live, knowing it's it's just more genuine, authentic. It's it's all that. Um, I'd be completely lying, so I want to make sure people know that I don't turn hit the turn on the button. Until I know the topic I want to um, yeah. I put some time into thinking about what I want to do. And I absolutely keep a roll of scotch tape in my Jeep. <laughs> and I keep a little, I don't know, three by five notebook in my Jeep. And like I said, I tear off a piece of whatever I'm thinking. And I jot down two or three bullet points. And I take Come on. Oh, what? Absolutely. Look at so, this, guys. We are peeking behind the curtain. Yeah. And I take, I love take it. those two or three bullet points. Uh, right there uh, next to my camera. But I mean, they're just bullet points. They're just bullet points because I don't yep. want to ramble. Yeah. Um, and I want to make sure I hit those bullet points and then, you know, exit out of my video in four to five minutes. So I love it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Dude, that's brilliant. So yeah. brilliant. And, and and it's so powerful because I do believe you could be like, if we're just articulate communicators you could do what is that? Is that me? What is happening right now? Look at that. This is live, guys. This is what this is what happens when you do podcasts. You get <laughs> right. you get right. Facebook message calls that somehow surpass your silence button. Yeah. Look at that. This is this is why we do what we do, guys. And you know what? I won't edit this out. Because <laughs> this is a part, this is real life, you know? And and so here I am going, John, dude, silence your phone. And it was me the whole time. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And I just hit the pop filter for the fourth time for anybody that's counting. Uh, well, I want to also mention Kyle though, is, and I know yeah, you finish. I'm, I'm like screwing up the end of this. So I'm going to oh, just no, let you no. finish. I, I just want to, in terms of uh, like said, two things and kind of words, I want to leave you unapologetic, be unapologetic. And you can be humble with that as well too. And a lot of people think, you know, the opposite of like humble is like being aggressive. That's not, you know, if yeah. you're either humble or you're aggressive, that's not the, that's not the case. At least that's not what I believe. Um, it, being humble is not like, well, I'm just going to be over here because I don't want people to judge me and I don't want them to think whatever. No, humble is like you said, Kyle's going, you know what? I don't have it all figured out. Right. I don't have the perfect life. I don't know if this video that I'm, that you're seeing is coming off great or the message is whatever, but you know what? I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to be real and I'm going to be authentic. Yep. And when I'm unapologetic about that, about just being me and removing those limiting beliefs, you do those two things that could, could propel you. That can hopefully change your mindset to say, because humble isn't about 
I'm going to just be over here in the corner and just want to play ball with everybody and be nice to everybody. In my opinion, that's not humble. Humble is going, I want more, but I want to learn more and I want to do better. And I want to jump into the deep end of the pool and figure out how to swim. I want to do this video and figure it out. And I'm willing to be raw and authentic and real with my ums, oohs and mistakes to continue to learn. And I think people then see that and feel that and they go, that is a humbleness. There is a humbleness, but he's unapologetic and it's, and they're definitely attracted and appeal to that. I think people love that. I do too. And I'm glad that my phone rang so that you could get that in. For sure. Because if it wouldn't have rang, you wouldn't have got that in. And, and that's how we're in the show. And so the, the mortgage Smith, John Smith, bro, how, how do people connect? If, if they want to connect to you just as, as a leader, if, if they're in your city and, and they want to connect you to connect to you, what, what's, what's the easiest way for people to find you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm in Charlotte, like so Charlotte, North Carolina. If you Google John the Mortgage Smith, I bet you I'd come up. Um, but my phone number, 704-299-5507. Um, uh, but uh, Facebook, John the Mortgage Smith. I think you can find John the Mortgage because name like John Smith stuff. John the Mortgage Smith in Charlotte. Uh, Facebook, on Instagram, John the Mortgage Smith. Um, those are great there ways go. to get me, man. And everybody's going to be asking, how do they buy one of those hats? <laughs> yeah, well, you just reach out to me and we'll uh, Come we can on. hook you up, man. They're pretty slick. I'm still, I'm still waiting on mine. So now that you've been on my podcast, hopefully you'll feel more guilt tripped into uh, giving me one of those hats. You got it, brother. Bro, I, thank you so much, man. I, can't, I, I just can't thank you enough for coming on and, and bringing such immense value. I appreciate you. Yeah, you bet, Kyle. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We will be back again soon with another incredible guest with another incredible story. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.